What is going on, crypto family? So today we've got Adam Barlam. He is the CTO and co-founder of BravoCoin. So in this interview, we get to hear about how he got into crypto, how he created an app that's very similar to Yelp, but on the blockchain, a talent that he wishes he had, and a ton more. It's a great time. Just a friendly reminder, Crypto Beetle shows are never financial advice, recommendations, or trading strategies. The views expressed here are solely that of Robert Beatles and his guests. Robert Beatles is the co-founder of the Monarch Wallet, host of Trading View Sessions, Crypto Beatles on YouTube, and on several entities. Robert's opinions here do not reflect that of those entities. Some information shared here may not actually be factual. These shows are for information and entertainment purposes only. Never invest a single Satoshi or penny in anything without first seeking the counsel and advice of a professional financial advisor. Robert Beatles is not a financial expert or advisor. Investing in anything is super dangerous. You can lose all of your money, so always trade at your own risk. And one last thing before we get into this, please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. So let's go check it out, and I'll catch you on the other side. What is going on, crypto family? So today we got Adam Barlam, the CTO and co-founder of BravoCoin on with us. He's got a cool backdrop going on there for us. So got some branding, got the website up there. And of course, who doesn't love to earn crypto? That's awesome, man. So thanks a bunch for making time for us. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be on here today. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you at the uh, World CryptoCon there in Vegas with uh, you know Adam and Dominic. So looking forward to meeting you in person, man. It's going to be a good time for sure. Absolutely. I can't wait. You know, uh, last year's conference was a blast. Uh, you know, it was the first year. They're just getting started. I think uh, this year is going to be even bigger and better. New speakers, uh, more people at the poker tournament. It's going to be a blast. You going to be playing poker too? Uh, I know how to play poker, but uh, unfortunately, I won't be participating. Ah, okay. are, are you going to be? Are you going to be playing? I will. I'll be at uh, oh, nice. table, table two, seat two. I think so. Yeah, Ooh. I'll be there. Who's the uh, who's the celebrity poker star? Who's going to be at your table? I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. Maybe uh, it might be Doug Polk again, and I'm not sure. But uh, who knows? We'll see. It should be a great time. Last year was great, so this year, like you said, it's supposed to be even better. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun for sure, man. So tell us your story. What's your background? How'd you get into crypto? What's uh, what's Adam all about, man? I'm uh, 36 year old. 36 years old. Um, originally uh, was into Linux and the open source community. Did uh, the IRC thing for many many years started grinding my teeth on uh, Red Hat version 4 and uh, put together a, uh, a dot-com uh, website in the, the dot-com boom. Uh, did that for a couple of years and then uh, ended up uh, going to Arizona State University um, and started at Intel. Uh, was a uh, storage validation engineer, um, pretty much validating Linux chipsets for about six years at Intel. And then I started my own business for a couple of years, uh, moved over to GoDaddy for a number of years after that. And I was a senior storage architect and a senior uh, performance solutions architect. After that, I started uh, BravoCoin. I really started getting into blockchain. I initially uh, heard about uh, Bitcoin and blockchain in 2011 and 2012. I was actually doing um, contract work, surprisingly enough, for a uh, financial newsletter uh, company. So it was kind of interesting. They published uh, newsletters for stocks and options and stuff like that. And we had uh, a team meeting one day and I said, hey, guys, have you heard about this like Bitcoin thing? It's gone from like $6 to $36. You know, it's kind of like in line with like the demographic of penny stock people that, that you're targeting. Maybe we should take a look at this. And they like laughed me out of the room. They're like, oh, this is funny internet money. You know, this is, there's, this, there's nothing going to be making, making of this. It's, you know, it's a bubble. Just get, you know, we're not going to cover it. I brought it up maybe another two or three times, you know, in, in, in subsequent meetings. And the same thing laughed me out of the room. And it's actually pretty funny because, you know, all those people, if we had actually started covering, you know, crypto and Bitcoin at, in 2011, 2012, 
most likely they would have bought something, you know, like explain the process and how to get into it. So I laugh like nowadays, like all those people in that meeting would probably be retired now. Um, <laughs> if they did, if they did, you know, heed my advice. And actually, if we did start covering it, so yeah. it's, it's kind of funny that, uh, you know, that was my first, uh, um, you know, inroad into, into dealing with crypto and dealing with Bitcoin. Is that newsletter still around though? Because usually people that are that close minded, they don't usually last long in anything. <laughs> I'm not going to plug the, the company. So they actually do have a newsletter uh, still. They haven't branched off into crypto, which is funny because their direct competitors now are, are heavily involved in crypto. So just to give you an instance, their competitors were like Weiss Financials, who are, you know, they do the crypto reports and Agora Financial. So um, it's interesting that those companies ended up branching off into that aspect of it, but they really didn't see the writing on the wall. When did you buy your first Bitcoin though? I bought my first Bitcoin in 2013. Um, I bought like three of them at 200 something dollars and I sold them at 600. So <laughs> I didn't hold on to them. It was just like a quick, I was like, whoa, you know, 300% gain, I'm in and out. Um, so yeah, 3X. And, you know, and that was actually, you know, I had a friend um, at GoDaddy who was really into it. He was on Gox, um, you know, and he was trading. And I remember, you know, I think he bought in around like 40 or 50 bucks and it was, it hit like 600. And then, you know, I was like, I'm out, I'm selling. And I was like, you should get out. You know, this is like a 10, 11, you know, 12X game. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 I'm going to hold on to it. And I, at the time I was like, you're crazy. And then I remember it went up even more and I was like, maybe it wasn't so crazy. And then it, you know, dipped all the way back down to, to 200. So um, I actually, th I think he's still holding on to it. So he's, he's been a long-term believer. So it's kind of interesting that he was like uh, the first person to really, you know, get me talking about it at GoDaddy. It's awesome, man. And if he's still holding on to it, he's probably pretty happy. He's, yeah, he's probably yeah. a little sad, you know, that uh, he held on to it, you know, through 17, through, you know, January of 18. But uh, he's probably knowing that, uh, you know, one day it'll probably reach that or, or go higher. That's what we're all told anyways. You know, they have, uh, they have that chart. If you look at, I believe it says if you hold Bitcoin for at least four years, there's never been a point in time where you're not profitable. Yeah. So, you know, I, I view all this as, as a long-term uh, long journey. This isn't, you know, a, a quick get rich uh, scheme. And, and I, the same thing is true, you know, with, with the reason why we created this application. You know, our goal with BravoCoin was to enable the masses uh, to, to onboard them into the crypto sphere and the crypto community. And one of the issues, I think, with getting um, the people, you know, the masses into crypto is that th there's a couple of issues. One is that they're uneducated about crypto. And if you're uneducated about something, you're, you're normally scared or, or you don't want to get into it because you, you feel stupid that you don't know anything about it. So by creating, you know, an easy sort of segue into this, you know, into this community and into this, this technology, I feel like we can, we can start getting more people in, in, you know, into the community and start using crypto. Another thing is that, you know, a lot of people are concerned with putting up their own capital you know, to buy crypto, they, they know it's volatile. They, they saw what happened in 2017. It went to $20,000 and then dropped all the way down to, to $3,000. And that's, you know, people who don't follow this tech and, and this community, they don't know the cyclical nature of it. So they don't realize that, you know, that's, that's typical where it drops 85% and then it, it can go back up to 10x. So that, that's very concerning for someone who, you know, they're like, well, I'm going to put in, you know, my hard earned capital and then it could potentially drop 85%. Uh, most people would steer clear of that type of investment. So we, we, you know, we came together and we said there has to be a way to get people into this community and into this technology without spending their own capital. And, and what better way to do it than through like some sort of like decentralized gig economy? Yeah, I mean, a lot of great points there. I mean, when you, especially when you look at the, I guess the newcomers or people that are maybe thinking about getting their toes wet, you know, they hear people like Warren Buffett call it rat poison. They hear people like Trump come out and basically, you know, condemn, you know, anything that's not the dollar. And so, you know, that, that worries them a little bit. And then obviously just the nuances with blockchain is confusing for them. So something like what you've done here, I think is great. I mean, if I understand, you know, what I read and researched on BravoCoin, it's kind of like Yelp on the blockchain, right? So it's actually a real 
really simple concept. Obviously, there's you know a lot of tech under the hood, but you made it you know simple and easy for people to get into blockchain, which is definitely what people need if they're going to make that segue from you know traditional you know I guess fiat into the crypto land of sorts, right? So maybe tell us a little bit about you know what BravoCoin does and how people can actually start earning crypto. Sure, sure, absolutely. So like, like you just nailed it, you know, that was our goal was that, you know, it's confusing for people or people don't want to put up with their capital. And, you know, you and I both know is that once you're in the cryptoverse and you start to have crypto, it's very easy to exchange crypto for crypto and, you know, start exploring other technologies and, you know, and other coins that are out there. So, you know, our goal was, you know, let's just get them on board. Let's get them to start earning some crypto so that, you know, they can start to get the feel for it. And then they can start trading it for Bitcoin and other, you know, and other coins start to learn about, you know, the other technologies that are involved. Um, so BravoCoin is pretty much uh, where reviews on blockchain, much like Yelp or a TripAdvisor. Um, we have more categories than them. So users are able to review restaurants, hotels, service providers. Um, we've added uh, music, movies, video games. Uh, we even have some crypto-centric categories such as exchanges, coins, dApps, um, so on and so forth. And you know, it's a very uh, easy-to-use interface, much like Yelp, much like your Facebook or Instagram. So users are very familiar with the, you know, the UI and the UX. Um, and pretty much they can just go ahead and, you know, leave reviews for whatever their favorite restaurants or hotels or, or um, you know, products and places that they like. And then um, based upon the amount of likes that they get on the platform, uh, users will see these reviews and they will earn crypto uh, as a result. So um, we actually forked uh, Steemit. So it's kind of like Steam's technology where the more likes that you get on, uh, on your post, the more seasoned a user is, the more weight that their vote has. And uh, as, as a result, uh, the more crypto that you earn. It's awesome. You know, very straightforward, basically just stuff that you're, you're buying or using now, you just leave a review like you would on Yelp or something like that. And then you can earn crypto. And so there's no better way to get somebody into crypto than actually letting them either give them crypto or let them earn crypto. And then they start, you know, watching it either accumulate or they watch it go up in price or they watch it dump in price or whatever. It's, it's a way to get people into crypto where they don't actually have to use their their hard-earned dollars to do it, so to speak, right? So it's another another nice segue to uh, getting you know people outside of crypto into crypto. And so, what what have you seen so far with adoption? Are you guys uh, picking up a lot of users? How are you guys you know marketing this? How are you getting people to uh, to know that you're there? Sure, this was a hundred percent self-funded project. We didn't do an ICO. Uh, we didn't do any private placements. Uh, we pretty much were creating this in stealth mode. Um, and then came out and launched mainnet uh, actually last year at WCC. That was uh, uh, the launch of our mainnet. And um, beta uh, was en ended in January 1st. So we've been live on the final version for about six months now. Uh, we have about 2,000 users all throughout the world. And what's interesting is that uh, we kind of went viral uh, for a couple of weeks in Venezuela and Turkey. And it's interesting because you, know, you have uh, issues with like hyperinflation uh, and, and you know, issues with their currency going on there. And we have users in Venezuela that are actually earning more than a day's wage than they earn in Venezuela, just leaving reviews and utilizing our platform and earning the crypto for it. So, so that was kind of a cool thing to experience, uh, that, that influx in users. But um, yeah, we're, we're a global platform. We have um, over 3.2 million restaurants uh, in our database worldwide. Uh, we're continually adding more. Um, so you know, we view this as uh, not just a platform for, you know, for the United States. We want this to grow into you know, a global platform where everyone can share their, uh, their opinions, their thoughts, um, you know, collectively and, and, and get in and earn something for that data. Um, data is more valuable now than oil. And, you know, all these users for, for these years have been giving away this valuable, valuable data for free and pretty much creating, you know, these billion dollar corporate behemoths that don't give anything back to you. So, you know, we said there had to be a, you know, a better way to, to, to do this. So that's why we, we developed BravoCoin and 
offered, you know, uh, uh, enticed users to, um, to, to, to engage in revenue sharing, basically, um, so that, so that the data that they're providing is of value and that they're actually getting, you know, receiving some sort of return on it. That's awesome. Yeah. Basically being able to earn crypto just by telling people what you think about a service or product, right? That's pretty awesome. And then uh, you guys are actually going to be doing this at World Crypto Conference too, right? So they're in Vegas. You guys are going to be basically allowing people to, what, I guess, leave reviews on speakers, the event, all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, um, we're going to have all the sessions loaded up. So uh, individual sessions, they could leave their thoughts and comments, um, you know, what they thought about the, the speaker or, or the topics at hand. Um, they can review the event themselves. We have, you know, all the casinos and hotels loaded up in Vegas, all the restaurants. Um, so it, it's pretty cool. You know, I encourage people to, to download and check it out. Um, we're on the Google App Store and iOS uh, App Stores. Just search for BravoCoin. Um, you know, we even have, I'm sure if you, you pull it up in your local area, you'll find tons of local businesses, restaurants, hotels that you can review uh, right in your home area. It's awesome, man. We'll make sure we get the links out for people so they can download it and start leaving reviews and earning crypto. That's awesome, man. And then more about yourself. So, you know, maybe you've got, uh, you got a hidden talent or skill that people don't know about, you know, do you, uh, I don't maybe communicate with dolphins or squirrel, you know, maybe you got a squirrel suit and you, you jump off buildings and, you know, you float all around the city, or maybe you're a, a cape crusader by night. Maybe you're Batman. You got, uh, you got any skills or talents? Um, you know, I, I, I played basketball for many years. Um, not as much as I used to. I actually had a, an elbow injury a couple of years ago that, that I still need to have surgery on, but it kind of put me out of commission. But that's kind of my thing. Um, you know, I like, I like to stay healthy, stay fit, work out. But uh, definitely basketball. I mean, for 25 years of my life, I was playing basketball five days a week, you know, two, three hours a day. Wow. Favorite basketball player and team. Favorite? Favorite basketball player? Well, I'm, I'm from Phoenix, so you know I'm definitely uh, I definitely favor the Suns. I'm originally from New York, but let's not even talk about the Knicks. That's just a that's just a lost cause. Um, my favorite player? I mean, I grew up during you know during like the '80s and the '90s, so I mean, I grew up watching Jordan and the Bulls. Jordan. So I mean, there's never I, I, there's there's talent today in the NBA, but I haven't seen the type of talent that you know that Jordan displayed since. Gotcha. I'm sure Kobe will be sad to hear that, right? So, <laughs> and LeBron. Um, being from Arizona, I could care less what Kobe thinks. So, I know I hear from uh, you, you probably like the Lakers in LA. Actually, you know, you know, being up towards Sacramento, we get the Kings, but I, I really don't follow basketball that much. I'm more of a UFC guy. So, oh, okay, yeah, right. I follow the UFC a lot more than than, than I guess. Uh, you know, football or soccer or, you know, cricket or all the other stuff that's out there. So, but uh, what's maybe a talent or skill you wish you had that you don't? Talent or skill I wish I had that I don't. A tough one. These are like these are like some of Pomp's questions at the end here. Um, well, I've been around a lot longer than him, so you're not you, <laughs> I used to do a lot of this stuff in the beginning. <laughs> but then, you know, I, I would do this in the beginning. Uh, if you go back a few years, you know, then you would see people just bomb the whole interview. So I, I just started waiting to the end to do it. <laughs> um, a skill that I wish I had. I wish you know. I wish I was a better public speaker. I have a tendency to, to talk really fast and I, and you know, my mind's always, you know, running at rapid pace. So I, I tend to, to think faster than I speak. And, and as a result, I tend to talk very, you know, very quickly. Um, and I know that's an issue with public speaking. So I would love to like be like a, a cool, calm and collected public speaker and, you know, just put on these events and, you know, and, and share my, my knowledge with people. Awesome, man. Well, perfect practice makes perfect, right? So just get out there and do it until, until you're happy with what you do, I guess. What about books, man? You know, obviously you're well-read, you're educated. So what's maybe a book that you read that's uh, important to you that you think other people might find important as well? Book that I've read. So I'll be honest, I'm, you know, I read a lot, but not, not actual books. You know, I, I read a lot of research papers and, and documentation and stuff like that. 
Um, I would say growing up, though, probably my favorite book was uh, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Interesting. Favorite movie? Favorite movie. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of like Dumb and Dumber and Stupid Comedies. <laughs> Super Troopers? Oh, yeah. I love Super Troopers. That's a great movie. <laughs> All right, meow. <laughs> love it, man. And we so have leader cola. That, that's what I love drinking. Leader colas. Do, do we have leader of colas? <laughs> Does this look like spit? <laughs> yeah, Farber, that's spit. That's awesome. So what about uh, time travel, man? If you had a time machine, you could go forward or backwards in time, but you had to stay there. When, when and why would you go? So I think I've, like the easy way out that I believe a lot of people probably answer this question is like, oh, I'm going to go back in time and invest in Bitcoin or do something like that and then become rich, which would be cool. But I think I'd rather go into the future, man. Like, so, you know, what's, what's our average life expectancy here? So maybe I have like another 50, 60 years on this earth. I want to go like two or 300 years past that and see what life is going to be like. I think that'd be super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it depends, you know, the life expectancy. I think it's, uh, it's actually pretty short for doctors. So doctors actually have one of the, one of the, uh, the shortest lifespans of, of regular, you know, like people here in the U S I want to say, it's like, yeah, yeah. There's a book it's called dead doctors don't lie. So, <laughs> but, uh, anyways, yeah, people going in the future. So if you had bought, you know, more than three Bitcoin and held on to it, who knows what it would be worth. Right. So in the future, who knows three Bitcoin could be, you know, could be $10 million of Bitcoin. So well, we'll just, we'll just have to see. Yeah, ten cents, ten million dollars. Who knows, right? That's we just have to wait and see, man. Well, dude, it was awesome, you know, getting to meet you and hearing about Bravo Coin. I look forward to seeing you, you know, in person there in uh, in Vegas. So uh, we'll get these links out for everybody so they can go find your app, download it, and uh, look forward to meeting you in person. Sounds good, man. You too. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, can't wait to see you at WCC. You got it. Take care and God bless. You too. Bye bye. Welcome back, peeps. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the interview. It was a great time hearing about Adam and all the cool stuff that he's trying to do there at BravoCoin. Just a friendly reminder, Crypto Beetle shows are never financial advice, recommendations, or trading strategies. The views expressed here are solely that of Robert Beatles and his guests. Robert Beatles is the co-founder of the Monarch Wallet, host of Trading View Sessions, Crypto Beatles on YouTube, and on several entities. Robert's opinions here do not reflect that of those entities. Some information shared here may not actually be factual. These shows are for information and entertainment purposes only. Never invest a single Satoshi or penny in anything without first seeking the counsel and advice of a professional financial advisor. Robert Beatles is not a financial expert or advisor. Investing in anything is super dangerous. You can lose all of your money, so always trade at your own risk. Please help us grow the family. Give us a comment and review on the Apple or Google Play Store. It's super quick and easy. Just scroll down, click the little stars, comment, and just help us grow the family. God bless you. Love you. Till the next one. Talk to you soon.